Shalom to all. Today's office demand of Nunches. We are starting just about at the top of the Amud with the brand new Halacha, Halacha Gimel, and in Vilna Sersadaf, it's right near the bottom of Chavzayin Amud Aleph. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarabas, Yaakov Maisha, Hurtness Shama should have an Aliyah. And the Mishnah says, Yisrael should keep a Mikayin um Elevi, Yisrael the share crop the field from a Kayin or from a Levi, Hamaisus Labaylim, the Maiser belongs to the owners. And this everyone agrees upon, and we've learned about this previously. However, now the Mishnah tells us, Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Hakartani should keep a Sadami Yushalmi, a villager, the share cropped a field from Yerushalmi, meaning from a fellow who lives in Yerushalayim. So Maeser Shani Shah Yerushalmi, the Maeser Shani that comes from that field, belongs to the Yerushalmi, not to the villager, meaning the villager doesn't get any chilek in this Maeser Shani. However, this Kartani, this villager, is able to bring up the Maeser Shani and eat it in Yerushalayim, so he gets his fair share of the Maeser Shani. So the Gemara asks, Let's say we have a Kain who's Tameh, who's a partner with a Kain Who's Tahar, Shema Ain Chalkin of Maestris? Would we say perhaps that they're not going to split the Maestris evenly and that the Kain who's Tahar is going to take all the Maestris because he could eat them, whereas the Kain Tameh can't eat them? Now, obviously, we wouldn't say that, and the Kain Tameh is going to get his fair share of the Maestris. So, why don't we say the same thing with this Kartani? Just because he's sharecropping a field from a person who lives in Yerushalayim, that doesn't mean that all the Maestris Shani should go to this person who lives in Yerushalayim. So, like answers, there's a difference. Taman, over there, when we have these two partners, a Kain Tameh and a Kain Tahar, the Tameh Kain is able to sell his portion of the Maestras to a different Kain that's Tahar. So that's why he still gets his portion, even though he can't eat them himself. Baram Hacha, however, over here, the only thing this villager is able to do with this Maestras Shani is bring it up and eat it in Yerushalayim, as we know that's what has to be done with the Maestras Shani, and that's too much of a schlep for him. Therefore, Rabbi Shmuel says that when this Kartani, this villager, is sharecropping this field from the Yerushalmi, it's understood that the arrangement is that all the Maestras Shani belongs to the Yerushalmi. And moving on to brand new halacha, halacha dalid. The Mishnah tells us, I'm a, a person over here who could even be referring to Yisrael, who is makabal olives in order to turn them into oil. So here we're not necessarily talking about that he got the trees, we're talking about that he just got olives. And it's his job to take these olives and turn them into oil, and the owner, who's a Kayan, let's say, and this Yisrael, who's going to be turning the olives into oil, they're going to be splitting the oil. So, the same way that they split the chulin, they also split the truma. However, Rabbi Huda says, Yisrael if Yisrael got these olives from a kain or a levi in order to turn them into oil, or they're going to split the profit, the maeser belongs to the bailim, meaning to the kain and the levi, and Yisrael does not get any share in the maestress. Now the Gemara clarifies, Rabbi Yudah treats olives like karka, and the same way that we've said a number of times in the previous daf, that when Yisrael share crops a field from a kain or a levi, the assumption is that the maestress that come out of that field are going to remain by the kain and levi, and Yisrael is not going to get any portion in them, so it would be the same thing with these olives, even though they're not attached to the ground. Whereas Rabbanin, loy avdin zesim kakarka, the Rabbanin don't treat olives like ground. Now the Gemara suggests, Me'ata, from now, in Yizba Reb Yudah, if we're going to say that Reb Yudah holds a Based on top, Rebliezer Amr, Rebliezer holds, Hamaisus Shalohen, that the Maisus belongs to them, Shalmanas Kain Bo, because that's the reason why they came into the field. And this is referring to the opposite scenario, where the Kain or Levi is sharecropping a field from Yisrael, and Rebliezer holds that even in this situation, all the Maestras belong to the Kain and the Levi, because that's the reason why they're coming and sharecropping the field in the first place. So if we're going to say they're Abu, the Holzer Kribliezer, so Vahacha, we would say the same thing over here also. Kain Velevi, Shekiblu, the proper Girsa is Zesim, Misrael. If a Kain or Levi got olives from Yisrael in order to turn it into oil, Hamaisus Shalohen, they get to keep all the Maestras, Shalmanas Kinbo, because it would be the same logic. That's the reason why they decide to take these olives from Yisrael so that they can get all the Maestras. And another situation, Parasa Shalkain Shahisa Shuma Eitzel 
Yisrael. The cow of Cain was evaluated and now is by Yisrael. This Cain had a cow, but he didn't want to or wasn't able to take care of it, so he gave it to Yisrael, who was going to take care of it for him, and it was evaluated beforehand how much it's worth, so we can know what exactly the Cain's giving to the Yisrael. And the arrangement is that they're going to split the profits that come from this cow. And then what happened? Viol de Bachar. This cow gave birth to a Bachar, a firstborn animal, which we know is supposed to be given to a Cain. So Bachar le Cain, Dev Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that this Bachar belongs to the Cain. The Chamim say, no, ain't a Bachar el The Bachar belongs to both of them. The Bachar gets split, and the Yisrael could give his half of the Bachar to whichever kind he wants. Now, Amalhan Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda told the Chamim, yet Hamaydimli, wouldn't you agree to me, the Maestro Sadeu Shehem Shalai, that if the Kain share crops his field to Yisrael, the Maestros that come out of that field belong to the Kain? So we should say the same thing with his Kain giving his cow to Yisrael, he should be able to retain that Bachar for himself. So Amalhan the Chamim told Rabbi Yehuda, but Pinesh Hasad the Gufa Lakain. That's because in the case that you just brought Rabbi Yehuda, field itself belongs to the Kain. But Vapara, the cow over here, Guvalashnehen, it belongs to both of them because both of them are splitting the profits evenly. And by that same token, if the value of the cow decreases or something happens to it, they share equal responsibility in that as well. That's why they're going to split the Bukhar. And the Cham continue, Afapara, but the same thing would apply by the cow. If the way that the arrangement was set up is that the cow still belongs to the Kain, meaning the Kain takes responsibility for the cow, even though it's by the Israel, so you're right, the Bukhar would go to the Kain. But that's just not how we was set up over here, and that's why they're going to split the Bukhar. Avitani Kain, it was taught like this in Brisa. Hasham, something that was evaluated and then given over to somebody else, either for investment or for watching, and they're going to be splitting the profits. So Bachrai Shnehen, that now is the responsibility of both of these people. However, Vehamaycher, really the proper girs is, Hasaycher, if someone rents their item or their field to somebody else, so Bachrai Shnehen, that's under the Bachrai of the one that's giving it over. And for the most part, that's what we've been discussing the whole time. And we continue with another case. A Kain gave money to Israel in order for the Israel to buy produce for him for half the profits. Basically, that means that the Kain is giving money to the Israel to invest for him, and they're going to split the profits 50 50. But the thing is being invested in is pay rice, is produce. Summerly, the Kain told the Israel, If the investment gains or loses, that's my responsibility, meaning I'll take that on and you get to keep any maestros that come out of this investment, mutter, that's completely mutter. And that's not really such a chiddish, the main chiddish is the following. But let's say it was the other way around. Let's say it was the Yisrael that gave money to the Kayin to invest for him, he's going to buy Paris, he's going to buy produce, and they're going to split the profits. Then let's say the Yisrael told the Kayin, if it goes up or down, if the investment gains or loses, so then that responsibility is mine, I take that on, either the gains or the losses, and you get to keep the maestros. So now it depends. If the Yisrael also pays the Kayin for his work, so then that's mutter, but if not, then it's usr. That's because if the Yisrael is not going to be paying the Kayin, and the only thing the Kayin is receiving over here is the Miser, so that's like something we've spoken about previously, a Kayin who goes to the threshing floor and just helps out, and then if he receives Truma for that, it's as if he's working for the Truma, and that's a designed to Truma, it's like paying a Kayin with Truma, and that would be usrs. And that'd be the same thing over here. If the only payment that the Kayin is going to be getting is the Truma, so that's a problem. And the only way to be mutter over here is if the Kayin is going to be receiving other besides for the Trumas and the Maestress. We're going to stop here for the day, but pick up tomorrow with more cases. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.